Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez. How are you, Ziggy? I'm doing well. Can you hear me through this bullhorn? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, we are socially distancing here at the Catholic Cafe. We want to make sure that we're all healthy and safe. So we've got the extra long table, like the one from the 1980s Batman. You know what is really cool is you have, like, through this crisis, it's amazing how you have, like, somehow you, you've managed. Um, you've got this, like, uh, like a, it's like a ten foot long pole with a little grabber at the end, so you can pick up the donuts. That's true. That are freshly baked here at the Catholic Cafe, and uh, so you're able to eat them and uh, get them safely. So I appreciate that. And I sanitize that grabber regularly. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way. Well, I tell you what, we 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 try to make light uh, or make the best of of situations, and I know this is a devastating for some, and it's been a it's been a problem, but it's really uh, certainly a serious thing for the nation for the world. Um, and it's actually caused all of us to sort of, um, I don't know, uh, rethink a lot of things, to, to reinvest, to re, uh, just to regroup, uh, to, uh, to, to withdraw from uh, you, to be in isolation and all these things. It's just caused all kinds of problems, and, and certainly the health issues. I know, uh, you know I've got some, some folks that have been affected by this in a very, in a very bad way, and uh, it's just it's very sad. So we, we certainly don't make light of that situation, but... Somehow we have to figure out how to make it through this, uh, you know, in a positive way and, and, and maybe be better and stronger on the other end of it. That's absolutely true. And one thing I think is uh, interesting about this situation is a lot of times when a person goes through a crisis, they, they'll, it'll change the way that they're processing yeah. things. And I think what we have right now is we're used to having sort of cultural norms Right, we're used to having uh, that. I think are, are really breaking down right now, and everybody is processing what's going on in complete, completely different ways because it's right. affecting them and each person and each family in completely different ways. No, exactly right. And things that we've taken for granted are not. I mean, see, when when we're on the other side, let's say it's post-apocalypse, right? We're, <laughs> we're on the other side of the coronavirus. Okay. You know, already you hear the news as negative as they want to be. You, you know, you hear them talking about um, that possibly there'll be a second, you know, coming of this right. particular virus that sometime in the fall it's gonna, there's going to be a resurge of, of this. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But And we should be wary of those kind of things. We should be a, alert and pay attention to that kind of stuff. But it's like... Will this ever go away? Will this ever end? But I can guarantee you this, that on the other side of this, that things, we're not always going to do them the same anymore. Right. As much as we've been so willing to extend that hand and shake hands, and we we haven't minded uh, being in, uh, I know you go to rock concerts all the time. You know, I'm older, and so I don't, I don't, you know, Joni Mitchell concerts aren't the same thing as, as, (laughs) as your concerts that you like to go to, Sam. But, you know, where people will be... I mean, I'm my, I don't know if your mosh pit days are over or not. Oh, I, I'm the king of the mosh pit. That's the crown that I'm wearing is yeah, for but, my mosh but, pit activity. But nothing is going, nothing's going to be the same anymore. And so yeah. we just need to be aware that, like, it's not going to go back to touchy-feely, warm and fuzzy, let's hug everybody right away. That part's going to take a while, I think, before we ever get back, and maybe we never get back. So a lot of things have changed, and I guess we're talking about it this way because... There are things that we are supposed to be doing, yeah, 
that now have stopped doing so. So, like things we normally do, like we like as a culture, we like to eat out and and, mm-hmm. and and entertainment. You know, whether it's bowling or what the bingo parlor, or, you know, depending on what state you're in. You know, and but, right. but going to restaurants and things like that. That's all been curtailed. And even when we start, we'll start slowly. Um, and certainly, um, uh, that has a financial and uh, an economic effect, right, on the nation. We re- we hear about that every night on the news. And they talk about stimulus stimulus packages and what, will it be the same? And then we hear foreboding news that a lot of restaurants are going out of business and just a lot of things like that that are going to affect our future. Mm-hmm. But then what about the things that the Lord calls us to do, right? Uh, we did a show last time. You weren't here because we were socially distancing. We had yes. Tom here. And we talked about... Um, we talked about like things to do in isolations. How are we spending our time passing the time? Are we yeah. spending it in prayer and reflection? And are we doing the things the Lord calls us to do? And maybe this is an opportunity for us to do that, not just kick the can down the road, but hey, you've been looking for that extra time to do stuff. Well, here it is, you know? And so w- w- when, we're, when we're like in a total rewrite of what we normally do, right. there are things that the Lord calls upon us to do like charity. Yes. Right. So we got those three, um, uh, those three theological virtues of faith, hope, and love that Saint Paul talks so beautifully about. Uh, and, and I love the the uh, translation that's you know faith, hope, and charity. Yes. Right. Um, and so faith, hope, and charity. So faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Right. The greatest of these is charity. And so the thing is, we're called by by our church as a precept. But we're called by God to to love others as we love ourselves, to care for others, especially those um, uh, who, who are greatest in need, the most vulnerable among us. We're, we're, we're to look out for our brother. Right? And yet we're having trouble sometimes just living under the same roof for such an extended period of time with the people that we love most. Yeah. They can start wearing on our nerves in ways that they it hadn't be a before. Little bit of a challenge, you're right. Ice chewing, chewing ice very loudly. <laughs> that's that's of the devil. That's evil. I'm just going to say it now. But but it's it's one of those things where I think there's a variety of ways in which this creates this coronavirus crisis creates new crises to charity. Whether it's cabin fever, whether it's um, anxiety that might be running high, whether your focus is more the the health aspects or the economy, or maybe perhaps you, you've right. suffered the loss of a loved one. Yeah. For everybody, there, there's going to be a worst part of this crisis. It's going to be different from person to person because it's going to hit each person in a different way, but it's also going to hit their heart in a different way, but their capacity to love in a different most, way. The most important thing is it's going to hit everyone. Yes. Right? So all of us are challenged in the way in which we are to experience this, this third theological virtue of, of charity. So you're talking about the charity of love for another, and for some of us, maybe it's better because it's like, I hate that guy at work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I don't have to be around him as much. You know, and I can handle him a little bit on some kind of uh, teleconferencing app or something. You know, but I, but but uh, small doses, I'm good there. So it's actually helped me there. It's like, well, I don't know if that's so true, but um, you, you're right in that the people that we're with, that we're supposed to, you know, love the most and 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 not even question our love, it's a little bit of a challenge how we how we're going to deal with that, and then also like how we extend ourselves beyond. Um, let's say like uh, financial support, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know economically there are so many people that have been hit hard. I think I don't remember what the number was, but 
there's in the 20 millions of people who've lost their jobs. Oh, yeah. This is this is unprecedented since the Great Depression. Right. Now, we're not in a Great Depression, but we're in rock solid in a recession, I think. You know, I don't know what mm-hmm. the economists say about it, but it's tough times, right? Um, and And so we have all these people that are out of work. Well, when you're out of work, you're not usually... Um, necessarily on the front lines of giving. And I'm not just talking about financially, but when you're unsure about your own resources, you're unsure about your abilities, you're unsure about your future, you're not usually as giving and as, uh, as, as able to sort of um, uh, I'll say expose yourself, like be vulnerable and open yourself to others in love, um, whether it's just in, in, um, in, in a spiritual way or, in a financial way, mm-hmm. right? So what we need to do is, I think, I, I, the answer, I think, um, is to take stock, mm. right? Look, look, look at you now. Look at what you're, where are you? What, what, what are you doing? And what is God calling you? And, um, and, and there are there ways in these challenging times to still be charitable, right? Right. So um, let's address first that idea of family. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, and uh, now you. I, I will want to tell you now. You don't have to. Ice chewing is never necessarily. You don't have to forgive ice chewing. <laughs> it was listed. But, it was listed as part of the eternal sin, right? Well, like no, in, the, in brackets. No, that, that's. <laughs> I, I can't say it's unforgivable. What I, what, the Lord will forgive it. I don't necessarily know that I will, but but I do know that it's number seven hundred seventy-eight on the list. <laughs> That Jesus said you have to forgive your brother 777 times. Yes. This is 778, so you know you have a loophole there. No, I, I just, uh, so when we're with people that we're supposed to love, I mean, really, uh, that's where we need that virtue of patience. Well, it becomes tricky because when you love that person and you really do believe that they love you, sometimes that, al- that causes us to excuse ourselves. Yeah. Where we say, well, you know what? I can let this person have it. Because I know we'll be able to make it up, and yeah. I really need an event. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I think we make in relationships. Oh yeah, we we take things for granted and assume, oh yeah, it's no problem. We're going to be able to you know get that back, you know. And the reality is that's why I'm saying take stock. Where are you in your relationships? Um, and the ones that bother you right now, so just stop, count to ten, you know, at least count to three before you say anything. And and you know what? That also includes, frankly. Um, People who you may not know, but if you find yourself like yelling at the TV or at this politician or at that, you know, talking head a little bit more than you typically do and yet find yourself getting worked up over this or that perspective or policy or plan, then that's also another reason to just say, you know what, is this doing me? Maybe I need to turn off the TV a little bit. I have done that a couple of times. I have done that a couple (laughs) of times. Honestly, it's like I I can only watch so much news coverage because it's like it's. The same thing, day in and day out, and it gets tiring. And the reality is, if you watch too much of it, you become sort of enslaved to that, right? Oh, you, yeah. It, it will genuinely affect you. So so in terms of like charity to others, especially those in the same household, mm-hmm. the people that you encounter on a day-to-day basis, this is, we, we need to love, the, this is our domestic church. And, mm. and, and, and that should be feeding us not defeating us, right? Right. So it, it should be something that we that we receive grace in, in that in that presence of the domestic church. So don't destroy your own domestic church, right? And <laughs> even if they're bothering you, a lot of times I this my I have found this to be my experience that a lot of times when someone's bothering me terribly, it's usually me. Right. It's usually my inability, my impatience, my problems, my uh, short temperedness. It's 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 my issue that I can address um and then uh, it's it's the it's a it's a nice kind of virus. It goes viral when you're happy, when you're accepting, when you're loving, when you're forgiving. 
it spreads just as quickly in your in your household as does short temperedness and 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 moods, bad moods, right? Well, so sometimes the the path to charity is the path of it begins with self honesty, yeah, and recognizing okay, this is where I'm not being charitable, and I'm not being charitable to this person and this person, and this person. And you know what? Maybe sitting down with that person, and they may know full well that you've lost your temper with them the past three days, and but to just sit down and be like. I need you to be patient with me because I can tell you right now that my patience is running thin, and that's just because I'm scared right now. Yeah, be vulnerable. Yes. Right? Just to admit, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Even though you're getting ready to yell at somebody, say, I am sorry because I'm, I'm running out of patience. And you know what? I don't think that's your fault. I think it's mine. Right. I'm telling you, that will disarm everything. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's the first place I think we talk about charity uh, in times of crisis, and that is in the home, the domestic church, take care of those around you. They are, they are the backbone, right? This is God's plan of salvation is born of the family, mm-hmm. right? That's why Jesus was born into a family with a father and a mother. Right, stepfather and a mother, and that's why God wanted Joseph to stay there because He wanted Jesus to be raised in the context of a family because salvation comes out of this family. So our families are important to us, right? Part of God's plan of salvation. So we need to take care of that family, and we need to experience charity um, in that family. And so we have more to talk about with charity. I want to extend this to like, what does that mean financially and, and things that we do for others, etc. On the other side of a break, we're going to have to take here. But before we take that break, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. You can go and listen to all the uh, all the shows that we've done in the past. They're all there, up and, uh, up and running. So if you want to just uh, look for some really cool material to listen to, to bide the time, pass the time here during this uh, isolation that we're experiencing, thecatholiccafe.com is a place to do that. Also, send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. All right, awesome. And so with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Let us live honorably, as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery or licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to gratify its desires. These words of Scripture brought one of the greatest sinners of his day to total conversion. This man was St. Augustine of Hippo. He has shaped our understanding of the Catholic faith for over a thousand years. St. Augustine was born in the year 354 in the Roman province of Numidia, Africa, to St. Monica and his pagan father, Patricius. He was raised in the Christian faith, but fell away as he studied at the university near his home. Though he abandoned the faith, he was a serious student of philosophy. Much like a modern student, he committed himself to many philosophical teachings and spiritual fads, but found none of them to provide any lasting fulfillment. St. Augustine sought comfort in the so-called good things of this world. He lived with his mistress for over 15 years. He enjoyed the bloody Roman games of the time and lived an all-around reckless life. By his own admission, he knew there was much more to life than earthly fulfillment. St. Augustine is famous for saying, Lord, make me pure, but not yet. During this time, his spiritual quest carried him through a career in teaching, which eventually brought him to Milan, Italy. Here he met St. Ambrose, who was a great saint and a philosophical giant. 
St. Augustine respected St. Ambrose, and he began to truly understand the faith. Still, even after all the intellectual understanding he gained, his conversion was a conversion of the heart. After being baptized, St. Augustine began to live as a monk and dedicated himself to the study of the scriptures. He lived with other like-minded men and eventually returned to Africa, where he became a priest and later the Bishop of Hippo. For the 35 years he served as bishop, he counseled many brother bishops, attended councils of the church, and wrote prolifically. His most famous works are Confessions and the City of God. St. Augustine is an example of someone who reformed his life and truly promoted the mission of the gospel with every fiber of his being. His writings are relevant to our own times and have guided many to a deeper faith in Christ Jesus. This great African saint's feast day is August 28th. He is a father and doctor of the church. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And welcome back to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I'm talking with Ziggy Rodriguez, and we're talking about, well, we're still in a crisis here, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about charity in crisis. Now, I, I, I just, I guess we we talked about like charity in the family and, and amongst our loved ones in the domestic domestic church, and how important that that spiritual charity, that love for each other that we experience, um, is one of the things that's going to see us through all of this, right? The yes. strength that comes from our family, and that's vitally important. But I guess also I want to extend that beyond the domestic church and, and what we normally do. I mean, I think, I think normally um, we, we talked a little bit about the financial burden that's already ex- being experienced by the nation, as we can see. Um, in restaurants, I saw some uh, – there's a prediction uh, from some big CEO uh, who said something like 20 to 30% of small business restaurants would go out of business Wow! in this. Well, that's going to have um, – uh, you know, uh, aftershock like crazy with more people losing their jobs and unst- instability and a lot of things like that. So, you know, certainly I know that I've seen a lot of times where campaigns on social media and whatnot go and help the bowling alley. They got their, uh, you can't go bowling, but you can you can order food and they will deliver it. You know, they come out to the curb, you know, curbside service and all these local restaurants doing curbside service. So I, it's a good thing. And I think a lot of people have been trying to to do that. I know that I see a lot of people sending out notices and, and, and suggestions and memes and whatnot that will say, you know, tip an extra 10 bucks or tip more money to help these people get through this difficult time. And so that's something that we can do. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, what about those people that are struggling? I mean, if you're, if you're struggling, if you've lost your job, mm-hmm. you don't have the ability to, to give. Right. Well, and, and I think first, uh, being honest with yourself about that is important. And uh, being willing to be honest with others uh, about where you are and having a willingness to be vulnerable and ask for help. Yeah. That's, that's the first step to opening up to the fact that you're not in this alone. No matter how bad it is, right. ours is a body of Christ. You're not in this alone. But if you... Uh, have a sense sometimes men especially can have a sense of shame uh, right difficulty i don't want to tell people i'm struggling or or whatever but you know what if there was ever a time in our country you know besides the great depression where you could say like hey man you know i'm struggling right now right you know just admit it to people and that helps a lot you know but then but there are some people out there who are kind of okay yeah They're, they're in a critical uh 
job that that didn't lose and maybe it's even busier i'm not going to say there are a bunch of people making a lot more money now right but i am going to say there's a lot of people that are kind of doing okay oh sure right uh and and some people might have gotten one of these stimulus checks mm-hmm. and they really didn't need it now i'm not saying turn uh, give it away i'm not saying send it back to the government no there's a donate button on the catholic cafe that's exactly right send your we will, ex- <laughs> we will cash your stimulus check for you um, no, or find a, find the deacon nearest you and just hand it to him. You know, a big smile. Say, thank you, deacon so-and-so. I'm kidding. But no, but there's some of us who are like, well, what do I do? You know, it doesn't mean you have to take all of that $1,200 or whatever and give it to somebody. But we do have the opportunity to support those in need. And so we should really prayerfully consider what to do if we're okay. And maybe if, if, if there is something that you have. Right. That, that not to say in excess, but you, you, you do have a little something tucked away. Maybe... Maybe we do look at a percentage of that and think like, you know, if there was ever a time that I needed to sort of dig deep and see if I can help somebody or a group of people or whatever, um, there's lots to do there, right? And I, and I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't realize is how much your local Catholic parish relies upon literally your every dollar. Oh, yeah. Uh, even, even just a small, like a dollar donation, literally, yeah. can make a difference. Well, it's the, the, the point here is that it's one of the, why it's one of the precepts of the church that, that we support financially the parish. Yes. Right? Because the parish doesn't get money from other places. Right. It comes from the people of God, right, in that parish. And so when we don't go to Mass... Right. A lot of people don't always think about, like, whether it's online giving or, or these kind of things, and a lot of people aren't real trusting of all the online stuff or whatever. And there are some people out there, and that's okay if you aren't, but the thing is, I, trust me, if you were to make a phone call to your pastor, he will find a way to get a collection <laughs> basket out in front of your door because if there was ever time that your parish needs money, and I'm not talking about just to to make sure the lights are on and the, the heating bill is uh, whatever. I'm talking about in terms of like what the parish does for individuals within the parish boundaries in terms of charity and help. Mm-hmm. The, the parishes are being, I don't want to say overrun, but they're being, they're being hit hard by people who are struggling. Oh, yeah. Right? And so they're needing food. They're needing shelter. They're needing just a little assistance financially. And so, so this is a time where we need to remember it's important to give to our parishes. And I think wherever, and we're, whatever position we're in, whether we're in a time where we're not really hit too bad by this financially or when we're hit really, really badly, in either situation, we may not have the correct perspective on what we need and what we need to give and things like that. And that the only way to really approach this is to entrust yourself and all that you have to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm, my life is not my own. I give myself mm. to you. And I just ask you, the King of Peace, to shepherd me by your peace. This is what I have. This is what I, I need. This is the food that I need to put on my, on my, on my children's plates, for example. I'm going to entrust those needs to you and all that I have to you. And you know what? The Lord may call you to uh, make a donation even if it's a time of, of want, you might say, you yeah. know what? I want you to still give $5 to your parish, right? Or uh, it, it, there could be any number, but having an openness to letting the God, letting God guide you 
Well, that's that's the whole purpose of our faith. So that trust thing, Sam, that you're talking about, that is so vitally important because I, I can't sit here on the radio and tell you how much you should give, what percentage you should give, or how much you should bleed. You know, right. how much should it hurt? I I don't know. I, I don't know. For it's different for every single person. Like in our family, with with uh, you know, with nine kids, I mean, it's like you don't always know, right? How much money you need to have and how much food to put on people. I will say that. You know, I, I, I don't cut my meal out. I cut out one of the, the, the littlest one, you know, and that's why she's a little scrawny. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, you know, it's like you can't put you can't put a number right on, on how much and, and whatever. But if you trust God, mm-hmm. see, if you if you give yourself over and say, Lord, you will help me, you will help me decide how much of this I should give. And what I should give, and, and and who I, if you trust, if you truly ask the Holy Spirit, just to, to to guide your giving hand, it makes a huge difference. And that goes in in addition to giving with financially in terms of those tough relationships, like we were talking about before. If you find yourself saying, you know what, I can't stop fighting with this person, right? And ever since the quarantine came down, I've been, we've been fighting and fighting and fighting, and I'm throwing my hands up in the air, and I don't know what to do. Entrust that relationship to Jesus yeah, as well. Yeah. Now, I'll also say that, that we're not just talking about giving financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about charitable relationships within the family, but also if you don't have, if you're if you're struggling yourself, there are things that we can do, right? So we can we can write letters to people, um, you know, to, maybe we haven't written to in a long time or whatever. But but there's also all these volunteer programs where you're or, or making face masks and things like yes. that PPE uh, you know all these terms that we suddenly now know we no one knew what PPE is right, right. now we know it's that per- personal protective equipment and so hospitals and first responders are all asking for these homemade masks well, you can make them right yes. there's plans all over the internet and I know a lot of people out there know how to sew. Uh, even if you make 10 masks. Or being intentional about setting aside prayer for others. Setting aside time for prayer for others. As one of the spiritual acts of mercy is praying for others. We have in our own diocese, in our annual diocesan appeal, they always say if you can't give, they have little boxes you can check for how much you're going to give. And one of the options is a prayer offering. And we can always do that. Amen. And I, I don't want to uh, uh, underemphasize prayer. I mean, of all of all the things that we can do, we can uh, basically give it over to God and allow Him to be to, to be to carry the burden, right? Um, and and so, prayer and entrusting ourselves to God is the first thing we should all do in all of these things. Um, and just even if we can't give in other physical ways, you know, whether it's money or ourselves. We can give of our spiritual hearts and give those to God. Who is charity pray. himself. Amen. Amen. And so, in fact, why don't we do that now and ask our Blessed Mother to be with us, to watch over our nation and our world. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners now and, and at the hour, hour of our, our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.